Kibo Ko. It's Kibo. How's it going? Hey, first, how do I how do I sound? I got a new microphone, courtesy of my good friends Jackie and Jackie. They got for my birthday, so if I sound better, thank you to them. If I don't, you know who to hate. No, I'm kidding. I just want to do a quick little episode today, because I wanted to kind of just talk about two things that were on, were on my mind. First, I want to talk about the book I was reading, Name of the Wind. So, uh, I'm a huge fantasy buff. I love fantasy movies, I love fantasy books, I, you know, play D&D a lot. So I'm just a big, I'm a big fan of, of, the, of the fantasy genre, and when people are, are talking about good fantasy books, Name of the Wind is always spoken in the same breath, right? So, it's been called, like, the next modern Lord of the Rings. It's, it has nothing but high praise on it. And very low, like, bad praise on it, if that makes sense. So, like, people either think it's really good or think it's the greatest book to ever grace fantasy. So, you know, as a person who likes fantasy books, I have to pick it up. So I've been trying to read it for about like two years now, and I was just hard. Like the, the first chapter didn't didn't captivate me. It didn't it, it didn't like snare me and make me want to read it more. That's mainly because I didn't understand what like the premise was. So I'll just like so right. The premise is it it takes place in like I don't know, present day, not like present day. It's it's medieval times, right? Fancy stuff, but like it takes place in the year. And it's about this dude who wants to chronicle and write down the story of this this man of legend named Kvoth, like the King Killer. The, the, the King it's called the King Killer Chronicle. So they want to know about Kvoth. And unbeknownst to him, right, Kvoth has been in hiding for all of these years. And he um, he runs this little bar. So the chronicler like finds him out and is like, hey, I really want to get your, your story down. And he convinces him. And then the main meat and potatoes of the book is just the past, where it's Kvoth telling his own story. I don't really maybe this is just a me. I've never liked those type of stories. Cause I I find it hard to to give a shit about something if I know how it ends or where it leads up to. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of great ways to do stories in that regard, right? You can have, like, you know, let's say, this is an ad, but Kvothe, like, has an eye patch. So I'm thinking, like, how does he lose an eye? I know that's coming up. But I never feel, like, in danger of Kvothe. Because it's like, okay, he ends up fine. So all the all the, the times where it's, like, heightened danger in his past, I'm just thinking, like, okay, he, he's going to be, he's going to be fine. But, you know, in turn, they can they can flip that. So, instead of caring about his, like, physical well-being, you can care about his mental well-being, which the book does pretty well. But, as is, it, it's it's starting off on the, back, the, the wrong foot. But that's just for me, right? If you say this is a great method of storytelling, you're correct in your own regard. But, personally, I don't really like this kind of storytelling too, too much. So... Once again, I've been on and off for a year. I couldn't really get past that first hump. And then late last year and now early this year, I've been really grinding out the book. And I'm about 100 pages out, so I'm in the last hump of it. But I wanted to give my, my thoughts that I had on them. Mainly because I'm kind of conflicted. 
So, name of the wind. Um, the magic system is in there. I, I'm a big fan of magic systems in fantasy books. You know, one of the reasons I like fantasy books so much is the magic systems are really cool. Particularly, I'm a really big fan of the hard magic systems where it's like grounded in like quasi-science. So, I've talked about this before, but a hard magic system has like defined rules and it's not like just Gandalf tapping his staff two times and then like wind coming out. So the magic system name of the wind is heavily based on science, but so much based on science that it's kind of lame, if that, that makes sense. Like so far, we know magic can be used for like really some cool ass shit in the book, but all we see it used for is like the tangitive property. So how it'll work is there's some, there's some magic jargon. And if I have a candle, right, and it's unlit, I can transfer a thing to that candle. So an, a big example you see in all the book is they'll have like a candle in one hand and a candle to the left, right? A lit and unlit candle. And they'll transfer some of that heat from the lit candle to the unlit one, just enough to start the flame. And they, they, they kind of get more into this and how it's cool, but they only take like a step in the direction of cool. Like instead of lighting it with a, another candle, what else could you do? Oh, you could use your own body heat for it. And that's cool. But it, it kind of stops there. Which is kind of a problem I have with the book. is because it has this really cool magic system. And they just don't use it too much. Which I know is a tactic. And I know is good. Alright, George R. R. Martin says uh, magic should be a spice. It should only sprinkle in every now and then. But in, you know, like George R. R. Martin's books. The uh, Game of Thrones... Magic does some cool shit. Like, it's dragons breathing fire. It's this dude with a fire sword. Bitches are, like, warging into animals. This shit's dope. Lighting a candle? Is it cool? If that's the spice, I don't want it. Take this food back, waiter. It tastes bad and bland. I want the food with the, the goddamn flame sword on it. That's it, guys. It's just cool. I don't know, it's still got a hundred pages left, so I don't know if they're gonna do some really cool magic stuff, hundred pages, but it, it seems highly unlikely. And there's two books in this series, the third on the way, so maybe book two, they do cool, they do cool magic stuff. Another problem I have with the book is the main character, Kvothe. Kvothe is kind of perfect. And I'm going to go into a little, like, he like heavily minor spoilers here. So, you know, fast forward if, if um, you don't want to hear him. But Kvothe is just perfect. He's just, he's basically a prodigy. He's a savant. And that, yeah, he's just, he's just kind of a savant. Like, if he's learning something, he instantly learns it. He's charming. He's witty. He's has good looks, he, he learns magic so quickly, everyone else around him struggles, but he's like, no, I, I got it, that shit was easy. He's like a Redditor in like real life, and that's especially prevalent with the second point. He's kind of a neckbeard. If he wasn't presented in the book to be good looking, he would get slapped and like gut punched by everyone when he talked to. Let me just read you the back of the book. This is from, this is from the back of the book. <clears throat> My name is Kvoth. I have stolen. <laughs> I've, sorry. 
I've stolen princesses back from sleeping borrowed kings. I've burned down the town of Chaborn. I've spent the night with Faerun and left with both my sanity and my life. Some blah, 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 blah. I've talked to gods, loved women, and written songs that makes the minstrels weep. In the back of the book, it basically says, yeah, my name's Kvoth. I fuck. Okay? I have sex with women. And I just kind of, how he, not like now, but it's kind of how he comes across in the book. Because he just makes these wide, like, sweeping gestures towards women that if he didn't have any charisma, would come out as super creepy. Like, he's talking to this one girl, and he really likes this girl. And she, something along the lines of like, oh, you know, like, thank you for taking some of my time today. And then, in canon, he takes a bowing motion and goes, oh, my pleasure, my lady. Yeah, he's a, he's a theater kid, that's canon, he's a trooper. He's in a troop, so it was like a, a grandiose gesture that fit his backstory, but it did not take away from the fact that it was super cringy, and that it was super weird. Ugh, yeah. And it kind of, the back of the book kind of highlights how he's just perfect. He's like, has this mystical, I'm the best thing about him. To the book's credit, the book does go into, like, his mental state, and he has some pretty, like, oof things that happen to him that, like, you know, so he's not like perfect, right? Like it's still like a book. It's still it still has that like rising action, falling action of like a climax and like a plot and stuff. But still, it's like I don't know. He gets too many dubs and not enough L's. Is kind of what I'm getting at, and it's kind of hard to root and want a character to win if they're just perfect. And maybe that's just me being upset. <laughs> so it's like, why are you hating? That I'm doing so good. I don't know, this is, this is unlike anything else that I've read. And it's, it, once again, it's hard to root for a character that isn't relatable because I don't really go through any struggles. And that's kind of a way I can relate to a character. I like both. I, I really like his, his theater style, his, 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 his swooping, grandiose gestures that he does for fun. I can highly relate to that. But he doesn't seem to be struggling too, too much. He does for like three chapters. And then it's nothing but dubs for both. So, yeah. Eh. Another thing I want to talk about is a, a cool event I, I went to, or I went to, sorry, stumbled upon in Chicago yesterday. So I was, I originally, I wanted to read more of Name of the Wind. I want to get how it out when I finish this damn book. And I was longboarding into Grant Park, where I start hearing this, like, I don't know, funky-ass music, right? So I, you know, I inspect it. I hear the funk, I go to the funk. And I see they got this little tent and this, they're doing some announcements of like, oh, you know, the contest is soon, please support some merch. And I'm kind of interested because I see people like in the background, like dancing. So, you know, dancing is a thing I see like rarely. Chicago, not like, not like seldom, but like occasionally if like someone's tripping out on like drugs or they're drunk or there's just like a dance type person, but there's like a lot of people dancing in a group. So it's like something's up here, something is, something's going on. So I go, and lo and behold, I have, a, have a, stumbled upon this like super cool dance battle. This hype as fuck dance battle, and all the like I don't, there's a ton of like there's like 15 contestants on it. So it wasn't small. It was like not small by any means, but like 
it had like a decent following. Like people were like be biking along and they're like, oh, what's going on? They stop and watch. And it was just super fun, right? Everyone just dancing in like a cool like competition style. The songs were great. I got a lot of great songs from Shazam from that one. Just the camaraderie was cool because like everyone was super competitive, but also like they understand it was just a competition. Like it wasn't more than that. Like everyone was like shaking hands after it. And it was really, so it was like the competition was the DJ would play a song and there's four judges. Contestant to the right, contestant to the left. Contestant one has 30 seconds to do a dance. And the other guys have 30 seconds to do a dance. And it was like hip hop style dancing, right? So not, I love ballet, right? But there's something about dancing to a really like funky beat that I'm just like gravitated towards, right? So the dancing was great, the music was great. And the interactions was really fun too. Cause there was uh, this one guy versus this one girl. And then like the guy did his dance and then passed it to the girl. And the girl was like dancing and like got up in his face cause it was like a battle and stuff. So he like takes his glasses off and he starts like adjusting them and like cleaning them. He's like, whoa, look at this. So that was super funny. And but, but by, by oh, one of my favorite parts about this is that everyone had a cool name. It wasn't like, oh, and, and it's John versus like Devin. No, they had like their gamer tags up. And this shit was hype as fuck when they called them out. They're like, we have Illinois versus Prototype. And Prototype was this like, kind of like chunky white dude. But he he had like, he, he got the, the robot dance, the robot dance style, like down pat. So it was like Prototype and they'd be like, oh, buzz buzz. Cause <laughs> it was just so much fun. And the call outs were great. Uh, there was one guy who did this like cool dance move. And then this dude stood up and went, I like that. I like that. <laughs> They had this like weird gesture if something was like hot. They'd like, you know, like a finger gun pointed upward and they would just fire it off. But they wouldn't say anything. So you can tell if the crowd liked something, the dance move, the guy would like put his hand up and like start shooting a gun. And then like as a call and response, the other guys would like start shooting the gun too. Shit was fantastic. But what stole the show for me was this dude, and I think this, so before I mentioned I only really see people dancing if they're on like acid, this dude was a thousand percent on acid. This dude was stoned out of his goddamn mind. His dance was erratic and weird, but like cool. He did this bit where like his hat would fall off his face and then he would like try to adjust it back and like he would act like he was insane. And I thought that was like a cool act, but like his persona wasn't an act. This dude was actually insane. Or on drugs, when I think both, right? But like he could break really well, so he was like break dancing all throughout. Uh, he was like kind of rude and like dance while the other guy's turn was, so he got like reprimanded for that. But after <laughs> he danced and he did his thing, he just kind of kept dancing. He didn't stop, and then eventually he was walking, and there's a shrub to the left. It was like a pretty decent like tree and shrubbery type of greenery. And he just launched himself into that. And when I meant launch, I mean, he just like took his back, went horizontal and just chucked himself at this tree. <laughs> he was perfectly fine, but just, it was so random. Like no one else saw it. And then, so I was like looking around like, anyone see that? That dude just launched off into a tree? And then like, no, no one else saw it. So I felt like at, a, at, this, at the random event, I saw like the bonus the bonus thing, so I feel pretty special. And also concerned for his well-being. 
I saw him later dancing in the street, like on Michigan Avenue, like on a on a major street. He was like dancing on it. Wonder, as legends say, he's still dancing to this day. But anyway, that's what I got for you guys. Uh, Name of the Wind, if you guys have read it. I'm interested to know your thoughts on it. And maybe I'm missing, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm wrong. And it's actually a fantastic book. But uh, please correct me on that one. And if you guys see any cool dance events, leave in the comments. There's no comments. It's an audio-based platform. There's no video for comments. And I've made this wrong mistake before and I, I, I said it before. Last time it was a joke. This time I was convinced it was serious. Maybe I was that guy who was crazy in LSD yesterday and I, I just had a transcendental out-of-body experience. I'm going to a psychiatrist. Alright, see you guys later. Bye.